You are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 33. everybody and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew and today I'm joined by Anna Mitchell who is the president of CapitalCon, a convention that is coming here very shortly to Washington DC. Welcome Anna. Hi how are you? I'm doing just fine. Um, So Anna why don't you start off tell us a little bit of what is CapitalCon? We're primarily a science fiction and fantasy convention um, centralized on literature and the arts but we are definitely you know, encompassing all sorts of fandoms and nerddoms. We we like everything. That's always good. I mean, I like a lot of those things. Yeah. Especially the uh, the science fiction that the one of my personal favorites. Yep, I mean, definitely love science fiction fantasy. So you said it was a literary convention, or, or primarily? Let me phrase it that way. So. Kind of what's the difference? I mean, most people are familiar with with a comic con, that that model. How do you see this uh, a literary con as being different from a, a comic book convention? Uh, okay. Um, well, we definitely are encompassing more literature than pure comics, but we do have a few comic artists. Um, I guess people are definitely more kind of when they hear about a convention they definitely think like comic con like san diego comic con you know but even those conventions they don't always tend to focus just on comics so there are little other elements but you know we don't a lot of our artists i mean our authors and artists are both science fiction fantasy paranormal some write also horror so it's just not pure all about focusing on the comic books, but we definitely do love comics as well. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with them. Um, I mean, you mentioned San Diego. A lot of the, a lot of the big conventions now have, have really branched out um, and have done some gone in, in different directions than just the, the traditional comic books. And, and we've also seen a lot over the year, last few years, a lot of, we call them specialized conventions, but you get a lot more of the the focus, like you mentioned, uh, like you guys are focused more more towards the literary side. Um, you get you know anime conventions and things like that that are, that that kind of have have grown out of this uh, surge in culture. Yeah, the anime culture, anime cons in this area are are definitely abundant. It wasn't really until Awesome Con started that there was really like a pop culture con in DC in a while. Um, there are a few other smaller cons in Maryland and, and Southern Virginia, but there wasn't really anything sci-fi lit based in DC. So Anna, what was the, um, the, the birth of the origin of, of capital con? Uh, just a group of friends that love the convention scene. And we really wanted to see something in DC. I mean, awesome con did, did beat us out on it, but, 
but we were we were kind of tend to focus on the literature literature aspect that we decided just to keep on going with our plan but it's it was about 13 of us that just kind of got together and had a crazy idea to start a convention <laughs> but uh we definitely have i mean we've been working hard to putting this together it just wasn't a let's start a convention and let's start it tomorrow type of type of idea oh i would i would i wouldn't i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't think so i i i definitely understand i mean um you know we've had um Mike Federale from Tidewater Comic Con has come on a, a few times now, and uh, yeah, I mean, this seems to be the uh, if you dream it, you know, if you build it, they will come kind of thing. Yeah, lately, um, but it's fantastic. It's also you, I mean, you mentioned Awesome Con, um, and obviously, you know, your convention hasn't happened yet, but I really get the I get the sense that it's going to be a very different feel from Awesome Con. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Awesome Con's fine. It was it was I went last year. It was fun. Um, unfortunately didn't make it up this year, but, um, that was very, very pop culture, just comic books and, and, and celebrity heavy. And, and you guys seem to be a lot more, uh, or a lot less heavy into that kind of stuff and more like into the literature and, and, and that, that kind of stuff. And the, the actual, I would say science fiction fantasy, the, the um, kind of the more hardcore portion of, of that, of those genres. Yeah. We, um, yeah, when I, I I love Awesome Con. I I have I had so much fun the past two years that I I went. I have I didn't go the first year, but we definitely wanted. There was a few things that when we started we wanted to definitely keep at our heart. And number one was always to be kind of a hotel con. Okay. Or just a personal ex- like preference, like con center hotel. I mean cons are amazing. Like you know because they usually can get the bigger space. But we definitely like the feel of rolling out of bed, getting dressed in our cosplay, going downstairs, having fun, going to panels, then going back up to the room and having, you know, get togethers and parties with our friends. So we always kind of want to keep it in a hotel um, for that kind of element. But also we want it not just about we definitely want to keep it where people can also have fun, but also learn about learn about how to write, how to draw, you know, like for the artists, you know, how to write for the authors, how to get published, how to, you know, do different things industry-wise to help science fiction and fantasy grow in the U.S. and and globally, you know. So that was our core focus was, you know, fun, education, and just to have like a really nice atmosphere for the fans and the guests and everybody. Yeah, that sounds really, really pretty fantastic. And you and I were first introduced at a uh, MarsCon, which is absolutely one of the, uh, the a, a hotel con. Yeah, and and it's a really great atmosphere to be around. Where it's it's not just hey, I'm at the convention. It's it's this is a weekend long party. This is we we are here to have fun. And yeah, the convention stops at seven o'clock or whatever, but that doesn't mean we stop doing stuff. There's there's a very social atmosphere around. Um, and and everyone there's it's a lot of fun to be around the people. Yeah, yes. Yeah, like MarsCon definitely has like a family, like family more. Oh yeah. Because like people <laughs> people have gone to that. I mean, I think was it is twenty five years old. Yeah. So they definitely have like it's like a family reunion every year, 
And I, I do enjoy MarsCon for that aspect. And I hope, you know, maybe one day like our con can be like that. Like, you know, it's a, it's a family reunion, but everybody's that crazy uncle. Yes. Everybody's a crazy uncle. Um, <laughs> so we definitely, we definitely have big plans. Like we are, we are, we'll always focus on authors and artists like that. That's going to be always our core focus, but we kind of like with our guests, we're not going to invite like 80 million guests, you know, but we, but the guests will be kind of focused, like maybe, because you know, Game of Thrones was a book. Maybe we'll get a guest right. that's in that was in the TV show, or you know, like just if it was a book or maybe a comic book. Kind of keep our guests focused on somehow like literature-wise, which nowadays, since science fiction and fantasy is getting so popular, that's a little bit more easier to do nowadays because they're really like. Like Game of Thrones and and with Marvel, like they definitely have brought fantasy and comics back into the fold, like pop culture wise. So I think that's why these cons are doing so well is because people really, really do love these genres and are really thirsting for, you know, to go out to these cons. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, like, the uh, the 1950s was kind of considered, like, the golden age of, of science fiction. You had, like, Asimov and Bradbury and Arthur C. Clarke and, 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 and the a lot of the really famous um, Heinlein, Philip K. Dick, a lot of those guys writing. But I really feel like we're kind of in a, in a, in a renaissance for, at least, I mean, fantasy as well, but science fiction especially. Um, we've had a lot of really great science fiction properties come out uh, in the last couple of years. The, um, the Martian... Ready Player One, that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of John Scalzi. Um, he's put out a number of a number of books, and it, it, it's fun. Like you know, as a kid, I always loved science fiction, but you know, at the time there was a lot of like kind of B list kind of stuff coming out. Yeah, you know, the in the mid to late '90s. So and I, I read as much as I could, but a lot of it just wasn't very good. And now it's you know, I've got a, I've got a stack of books that's you know as tall as a toddler that I just, I want to get through and I can't get through fast enough because I'm, I'm adding more because there's just so much good stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, definitely. Like I get a lot of emails and stuff from authors saying, you know, like, Hey, can we come to the con? And sometimes I get their books and, or just like samplers or stuff like that. And, you know, I try and read at least a couple chapters and it's all been excellent. I mean, and these are just, kind of like beginning authors or authors that are just trying to do their trade. And, you know, it's, it's definitely awesome that we can also have a avenue for them to get more exposure for their books because I mean, there are a lot of good authors and artists out there and we definitely want to help cultivate, you know, these maybe up, new upcoming like big names, but we, we definitely do. It has been a fun adventure, like seeing all these new authors kind of growing over the years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I've been a little remiss in my duties here. Um, we're, we're, you know, 10 minutes or so in. I haven't gotten you to say where and when is the convention? Um, it's June 19th to the 21st. It's in Washington, D.C. at the Washington Court Hotel, which is about a block and a half from Union Station. So it's easily, like, you can take the metro, or if you're out of town, you can take Amtrak, and you're only a block and a half from the hotel. Or, you know, and it's D.C., so there's parking and other way, like, air, you know, it's near Reagan. 
so it's easily get to get to. Right. So, so by the, when the when this podcast comes out, we'll have about t- ten days before the convention, mm-hmm. and um, kind of what curious, you know, what it, what it's like been what what it's been like trying to trying to start a convention like this in, in a city like Washington D.C. Um, you know, locally we have Tidewater Comic Con, um, and they, they've kind of had the the benefit of you know Hampton Roads is, is a smaller area. Uh, compared to DC, so we, we, we've been able to, to start a little bit smaller and kind of scale up um, as time has gone on over the. I'm actually really over the last year only, but I mean, you know, DC hold hosts some massive conventions, not just comic books. Um, so what's it like been trying to trying to put on a a, a convention in, in a city like that? Frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been an adventure, and. I have to say, DC is not exactly the most easiest place to do it, and I can see maybe why a lot of the cons stick to Maryland and Virginia and not go into the core of DC. I wish I had known Mike a little bit earlier, and I, I should have done like maybe a few one-day cons before we did a two-day or you know two and a half-day con. But you know the the contract's written, but a lot of people are very shy of dc because of of its dc it's a big city and you know parking's not exactly always you know cheap and driving in dc can be you know frustrating but at the same time dc offers so much yeah and dc offers so much i mean you know it's 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 a great city i love dc you know i i've lived in virginia Northern Virginia for about 20 years now. And I always enjoy going to DC. You know, it it does offer a lot as a city, you know, and we were grateful for the hotel that we got, you know, I mean, I've known like a a couple of people that they've had fights with their hotels when they were setting up their convention, but ours, they've, they're seriously nice people. They, they don't really have any idea what's coming. I've tried to explain, but <laughs> sometimes, like, this hotel is used, it's so close to the Capitol building, they're used to hosting, like, government, you know, government meetings, right. you know, like, those type of events. I really don't know, I don't think they're anywhere aware of what's hitting them. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you have to put up, like, a camera near, like, the front door so you can catch the front desk and the people coming in? Yes. Especially when they start, when they're coming in in costume like that that right there would be priceless. Yeah, I mean, they they definitely. I mean, it's it's fun. It's going to be fun, and the hotel staff that I've talked to, you know, because of my interactions with their sales department and all that stuff, they know what's coming. And you know, like the lady, she she just was like, "So what is this about?" And she would listen. But you could tell that she really wasn't sure what's going on, but she kind of has an idea because, you know, people, San Diego Comic-Con, really, like, people, you say San Diego Comic-Con, people are like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, San, San Diego makes the news and not, like, just the local news. Yeah. So you say that and people kind of get an idea, but for for people that aren't initiated in the con scene, like, hearing about it and seeing it on TV is different from actually, like, being there. I mean, we're not going to be San Diego Comic-Con, but still, like... The costumes and, and you know like just you know nerds galore like 
coming for a weekend, you know, sometimes it's <laughs> the hotel staff is either like going to love us or hate us, but usually they're, they're pretty good staff. So they'll probably have fun. I've never really been to a hotel that hasn't liked like a con environment. Oh yeah. So, I mean, especially the bartenders, the bartenders love the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Especially like con like Dragon Con. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we do support the, like, and, you know, you should book your hotel at the uh, Washington Court Hotel. So, um, you can get to, ex- you know, experience the full con experience. So, so what, what kind of events, uh, um, and things can, can attendees look forward to? Um, well, we have our highlight, our main highlight events, the Doug Jones, our, one of our guests is Doug Jones, and, he, and comic book people know him. He played Silver Surfer. He was an ape sapien in Hellboy. So he will be doing two events. Friday night, he'll do a meet and greet, and on Saturday, he'll be doing a, um, a panel. Um, but he's going to be there Sunday as well. And we have our other guest of honors. Um, we'll have panels throughout the weekend. Our our our, our the author guest of honor is Sherilyn Kenyon. She writes more paranormal romance type of of material. She will have sev- like two panels uh, over the weekend, and she'll be signing and selling books and stuff like that. And our artist guest of honor is Leanne Hanna, who does a web comic, um, the Blue Milk Special, and she's also a really good artist in her own right. And she's done work for like Hasbro and Mattel. Okay. So of course we have a, co- a costume contest. A con always has to have a cost- costume contest. Indeed. Um, so that uh, we'll be judging during the day, and then we're on Saturday evening. We'll have the the kind of showing off all the winners, and we have a, on Friday evening we have a formal ball. So you can either, you know, wear nice clothes or you can wear your nerdy type, you know, like I've seen formal balls where girls wear TARDIS ball, ballroom gowns and, you know, and like Star Wars Imperial Officer costumes, you know. Um, so just, you know, something we, nice. We, we geeks do know how to dress. Oh, well. yes, we do. You know, if you. If... D- despite, despite the stereotype. Uh-huh. So, you know, we have a DJ and then there's going to be outdoors and and you know a bar bar set up um so it's definitely a nice awesome ball and saturday evening we have a little bit of a, a dance more of a ravey type dance for attendees and also we have a band playing um saturday evening uh night watch paradox they're a steampunk band for people who might not be into like the techno type rave type music um, they're playing at, I think, 9-ish or 10-ish. I can't remember exactly. But they're like a steampunk rock band, so um, that, there's that. On Sunday, our, our uh, one of our main features is our cross-play breakfast pageant. So pretty much, uh, if you identify as female, you dress up as male. And if you identify as male, dress up as a female. Um, I've heard some people are doing, and this is like from the Facebook page, so I'm not sure how, like, uh, I heard we are going to have a male Princess Leia who's going to sign up. Our host, uh, Patrick Michael Strange, is, I think, going to do a male uh, T-1000 
Tina Belcher or Gem in the Hologram. I'm not sure. So it's something really silly, but something fun. And uh, you can pay for breakfast. Um, it will be a buffet, a breakfast buffet. So yeah, that's that was our like kind of our really silly idea that we had that we hope will be a tradition. Who who doesn't want a prince like a male princess Leia like running around, you know? You know, you know, you say that. I actually um at Emerald City um not this uh, uh 2014 I saw a um a gender swapped Han and slave Leia that was really spectacularly done. It was it was really good I'll, I'll i'll put a picture in the show put the picture in the show notes it was it's quite good that's awesome yeah i mean i always i always like those fun costumes where you know like who cares about gender just have fun and so the winner gets uh a crown because you know it is a pageant and you know Absolutely. like a sash and and, and flowers and they be, they'll be <laughs> crowned the royal highness of, of the con I like it a lot. So that was our like really, and plus you get to eat breakfast, and who doesn't love breakfast food? You know, it's the breakfast isn't free, but uh, it's a buffet, so breakfast buffet. Oh, that's nice. You know, you can't beat that, and uh, you get to watch people. They have to show off a talent, um, their costume, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's not just it's not just you know. Masking. Oh no, I'm <laughs> loving this more. The more you're talking, the more I am loving this. <laughs> Yeah, they have to have the talent. They show off their their judge on their costume, and I, oh, the question. The final element is the question. So yeah. Oh the oh the interview where the where the true champions are made. Like, would you save Alderon or what? You know, we we're gonna try to make like the question kind of suitable for the character if we can. So. Right. Um. But, I mean that that's that that's gonna be the one event that I definitely will hopefully not have to leave out of the <laughs> like if there's an emergency i'm like i don't want to be interrupted in the whole time this is going on but <laughs> right whoever, whoever is your second in charge they get appointed the fire putter outer for that time period yes. whatever the emergency is i don't care you get to deal with it so that was our, our really fun thing that we had thought of um that we hope to get you know Hope it'll be our big event on Sundays, because sometimes Sundays are kind of like everybody's just trying to rush and get their shopping done, checking out of the hotel and and leaving, you know. But hopefully this is an event that we, you know, and plus it's early in the day. Then then of course we have you know the fan the fan um, submitted panels, and we have like there's going to be I'm trying I'm pulling this off the top of my head like I think DC versus Marvel comic. Um, panel um self-publishing panels like how to use photoshop panels like those are the few of the ones that i can pull off my head off top of my head that um authors and artists have submitted um and so then do you guys have a list of panels on the website not yet um okay it should be up really really soon um so it'll be up i think i'm hoping for monday or tuesday all right. Well, if it doesn't make it in the show notes, we'll make sure to uh, to, to send out a link so every, everyone can check out the, the the full gambit of of panels. Yeah. So, I mean, we may have just answered to answer the next question here with our, our previous conversation. What are you most excited for uh, for the show? You know, you put all this all this effort in, a little bit of frustration, and I'm sure you know long hours, blood, sweat, tears. Yeah. Um, the whole nine yards. So. You know what? What? What are you looking forward to most? What? What's the 
kind of payoff here for you. The drag pageant. Uh, that's what I. That's what I thought. But also the guests. I mean, I've I've met Sherilyn Kenyon before, and I think she's absolutely a sweet person. And I and I really am looking forward to meeting her again. And I well, actually, I've met Leanne Hannah and and her husband, and but I've not met Doug Jones yet. So and everyone says he's an absolute sweetheart. I have I have heard the same. Yeah, and like we actually picked our guests kind of carefully. We we wanted because you know there's always divas in the industry, but so we kind of picked our first year guests kind of carefully for you know for this is this is enough stress starting a con. Let's not add you know like a crazy personality involved. So we we wanted to have really nice guests, you know, and also that had some name to them because we, we aren't going to be able to pull like the William Shatners and, and, you know, like the really, really big names because we can't afford those names. So we really wanted some guests that had some pull and draw, but also were good to the fans. Yes. You know, and cause sometimes, I mean, you hear those horror stories where you're like waiting for an autograph and you meet the person and they, they're like a jerk to you. I mean, and sometimes it's like, you know, they're tired or they're just hangry and it's a long day. But, but we try, you know, we wanted to have, we want the fans to have a good experience, not just, you know, our us. Um, so, because we're doing this for the fans. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, this is the first, this will be the first one here, hopefully with many more to come. Uh, where do you see the convention going from here? I want it to grow a little bit. I don't want it to be the size of like maybe Dragon Con, but maybe maybe in 20 years. But um, I would I just will really want to have a well put together show, and you know just grow it little bit by little bit. It's kind of hard now because when we started, there was like no other cons really in DC besides like you know up in Maryland for like Balticon and some of the other ones in Bal- like the Baltimore area. Right, and there wasn't really any in Virginia except for Virginia Comic Con. Now it's like there's more, and we just want to put on a really good show that people want to come back to. And um, we also had issues with dates last year. We actually, it was funny. Now the Awesome Con has released their dates. We'd actually picked the same dates they did for 2016. Oh no! And I almost died. And I, I bet <laughs> I literally was like dying on the floor. Cause I, I, I talked to Ben at Magfest, and I went home, I went back to my hotel room and pretty much died. And I emailed my hotel and said, can we change our dates? <laughs> and thankfully they had space in the calendar <laughs> to change it. Um, it wasn't, that would have been painful. Yeah, it wasn't my ideal choice to move our con next year because we do have our date set for next year. But it was what we had to work with. It, you know, it's it's hard because we do have to play around with dates. When we had originally set the dates, we'd hoped that Awesome Con would be in April because number one, I love an April con because there's really nothing else in the calendar besides Raven Con in April. And then they moved it to end of May, and I was like, oh, that's a little bit more. You know, it's close together, but. I mean, we're going to just work with what we got and I would prefer to be in spring, but I think the calendar actually works better for us to be in a late summer time frame 
we just have to worry about Otacon. Even though we're a different type of con and we don't attract like the same vendors. Um, but you know, Otacon is a big deal in this area. So Right. You know, it's kinda like, well, I'd rather avoid awesome con more than Otacon, but we definitely uh, it's hard because there's always, especially in D.C., because it's hard because something is always going on in D.C., you know, and you, you think that you could avoid something, but you just can't because D.C. is a poppin' city. Um, but we hope to be, like, a good convention that will grow over the years but not be, like, tremendously, like, humongous so that we can keep that kind of good family vibe. Yeah, you know, I was actually going to say – kind of that, that 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 slow and steady continuous growth i think is really the way to go as much fun as i had at awesome con last year i think kind of any 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 issues that that they they really encountered can can, can be traced back to the fact that they had exponent literally almost exponential level growth between the first and second years and then they went from like eight thousand to like twenty five thousand something mm-hmm. like that and just and and i have been to a number of conventions at this point and I can kind of see just any of the issues that 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 frustrated me at that convention were were really due to that. And so the, the kind of I, I, I've become a much bigger fan of the the controlled growth and not not trying to do too much and and just being good at what you do. Yeah, and you know especially because I mean our staff is a lot of our staff is done conventions in some sort of aspect of staff or whatever. But you know we also have to grow as a staff how to work together, how to set everything up and how, how to really get our, 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 you know, our ducks in a row. And once we're able to, you know, handle a crowd of 10,000, then we can grow a little bit more. But I mean, it's like, cause it's like a lot of these conventions have their, their, their stuff aligned and stuff like that. And so it's easier for them to maybe say, Hey, we're going to increase the tickets by another 5,000. Because their staff is already trained, they know the drill. You know, they can just add another five. You know, if if people are paying or buying the tickets. But we had decided early on that we would be a small convention in the first year. You know, under a thousand because we, you know, we're gonna have grow. We're gonna have pains. There's gonna be something that we probably forgot about or didn't think about, even though we've been to. You know, we've staffed cons. We've been to cons, but we didn't see that part of the con or maybe we just didn't think about it and for our convention, you know? So we wanted our staff to have a manageable number so that we can have our growing pains and, and learn from our mistakes and say, Hey, this was a great idea on paper and it might've worked for this other convention that I worked for, but it didn't quite work for us, you know, and then fix our mistakes and then we can, you know, reassess that every, after every con you know, what worked for us and what didn't work, especially because the venue is also new. I mean, you also have to grow with your venue. I mean, we can't be a huge con in this hotel. So, but it's actually a good controlled environment for us to grow to like maybe do the first three years so that we can get our, you know, just see how it is before we do move on to a bigger hotel. Well, and and I mean, I'm sure even amongst hotels, you know, a, a convention will get a reputation. Yeah. So you you want to you want to cultivate that reputation well. Yeah. It, it helps in the future. Uh, it's what you were saying, you know, about you know not not having witness problems. There's also the option of 
you guys may have come a- may come across something that that's kind of unique. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm an engineer by trade, and and I'm consistently amazed that every every so often we will come up with a new and different way to to find a problem. Yeah. I mean, when we, I mean, we looked at this hotel like two or three times before we signed the contract and then I'm sitting on the thing and I'm like, I'm like trying to do stuff. And then I was like, all right, we're going to have another meeting. And what I decided that would be good on paper, we get there. Like I was going to put our celebrity photo guy in this one spot because on paper it looked perfect. But when I get there. I guess the, the whatever map design they had on the website didn't indicate that those were a series of doors. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I can't put them there because they can't block an entryway. <laughs> you know? So I had to figure out where am I going to put them, you know, and I, I end up losing a panel room. But, I mean, that's what I had to do to get them somewhere where they wouldn't, you know, be in the way um, of the door. <laughs> You know, and it's it's definitely like things work on paper, but don't really work when you get there. But I mean, the hotel has definitely been nice enough to be like, well, this might not work <laughs> or this might work better for you and suggest an alternative. It, yeah, it, it is nice to have those experts who know the space. Yeah, especially especially when they're willing to work with you. Yeah, and this hotel has definitely been willing to work for us. I mean, and it's sad that we can't grow with them past a certain amount of because they they just can't handle a crowd over fifteen. I think it's like fifteen or two thousand. When we get to fifteen hundred as our cap, then we might have to be looking. We might have to go on more hotel dates, you know, with other hotels. But right. I mean, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. But yeah, I mean, it is good. They they've been good to us in that aspect. But yeah, I mean, there's so many things where you're like, oh, this looks good. Like one of our guests, he's no longer um, coming to the convention because he was a he was a Game of Thrones actor, and he w- he played a sword fighter in the TV show, and he offered to do the water dance class. It was it was Milto Yamaral, and well, yeah. he um he was like, oh, okay, well, I just need a room where you know I can do these classes. And I was like, oh, okay, well, there's plenty of rooms. We have a couple panel rooms. So we got him a panel room. And then when we got there, we realized, oh, no, he needs high ceilings for a sword dance room. All the panel rooms, except for the ballrooms, had low ceilings. Well, not low ceilings, but like normal ceiling height. Right, low low enough that... that sword fighting would be bad yeah and so it was like oh my gosh i didn't even think about that you know but i mean he ended up canceling sadly that was a sad day getting you know the first cancellation email <laughs> uh normally to to wrap up uh, an episode here we, we like to ask people uh, what they've been into lately you know, comics and books movies uh obviously you've been very busy uh, and we'll be, continue to be very busy for about the next couple of weeks yeah um but have you had any any free time lately how how have you been uh, been spending that um my free time well besides going to con well actually that's not really as part of the business but um i did pick up a few comics on free comic book day and i finally got to read some of them i picked up the princess leia the first one and the second one I, and I had the Star Wars variant. I actually got the, the first 
well, not the variant, the Star, the first Star Wars one. I actually got it on the day that it came out, and I just finally finished reading it. <laughs> like I seriously, like I've been so busy this year. I like I've had all these comics that I've been buying, just haven't been reading. And I finally was like, all right, let's read, let's read the Star Wars one. Let's read the Princess Leia. <laughs> and uh, I read those, and then I read the a couple of the free comic books that I got, like the sample, like the what was it, the Bob's Burger one. And um, I'm very active with the 501st Legion, the Star Wars costuming group. So we, because um, I couldn't make it out to the Star Wars convention in April, I uh, I had a party. Um, we called it the We're Too Poor for Celebration party, where we just built a couple people building stormtroopers. My other friend was building a Mandalorian. Nice. And my other friend was building Republic Commando. So I hosted that party. Kind of was a good kind of like, you know, we can't go to the Star Wars con. We're going to watch the trailer like 8 million times because it's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just, you know, and then um, – just go into events and, and I, I haven't really been reading real literature too much. Um, just because I have a time, you know, comics are quick to read, you know, once you finally have time. I also, Oh, I read, um, my friend has helped write. I'm not sure if he's a writer or if he's an artist. I, I really don't know. I just bought it because he, 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 his name is on it. Um, it's, uh, shoot Tesla and, um, Oh my gosh. He's going to kill me because I remember, I forgot the other guy. Oh, Tesla and Lovecraft, um, their comic book. And okay. which I'm not really into Lovecraft and I'm really into like, you know, I'm not super sciencey to know much about. I mean, I know who Tesla is. So I like, I got it to support him and now I'm hooked on it. I was like, Oh my God, I need a new comic. Like, and I just haven't had time to go by the comic book store to get like, I think there's four out or five out now. And I'm like, I need them all. <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I'm not really into this, but I got into it real quick. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. Cause like when I was growing up, I was always told that girls don't read comics. So I didn't read comics when I was growing up. So it wasn't until like three or four years ago that I finally went to a comic book store. And down in North Carolina, <laughs> Acme Comics, and that's kind of like where I started buying comics. And, and it's like, because I'm so busy, the only time I do get to go to com- comic book store is when I'm visiting my grandmother down in North Carolina. <laughs> I have to go to a different state entirely to buy comic books. <laughs> so... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so I've actually been more comic book heavy lately than actually book nerd. And, of course, Game of Thrones. I have to watch Game of Thrones every week. Uh, literally, just before recording this episode, I watched, um, like, episode, yeah, episode eight. Oh, my gosh. Um, wasn't it, like, insane? It was. We won't go into it because we don't want to spoil things for people. But, yeah, I was like, I've been busy all week, and it was like, hey, I got, like, an hour and a half before this before the <laughs> podcast. Oh, I can finally watch that episode of Game of Thrones. I know. I literally like. I was busy because it was awesome con, and then like you know, I spent some time um, with my boyfriend afterwards. And then I was like, Monday we have this Facebook group, and they're like literally like going insane. And I'm like, okay. So I wa- I never watch Game of Thrones at work because you know it's Game of Thrones. <laughs> right. But 
Nobody was in the office. I was like, I'm going to try to watch as much as I can before I have to leave work. And so I got like 70% of it in and I'm like, this is going to win them the award because like all, like everybody was superb in that episode. And then yeah. when I finished, when I woke up at like 4.30 instead of working out, I watched, I finished the end. And I, was like, <laughs> I was shaking. I was so like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like now I'm like, George needs to finish the book because I need the book. Cause I'm like, how much is this deviating from the books? <laughs> right. So I, it was, it was insane. It blew my mind. So yeah, it, it, there was definitely a point where I was watching. I'm like, hmm, I got 20 minutes left of the episode. Things are not going to go well from here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a great episode. The, yeah. The, the characters are not going to have a good day. I know. And I'm just like, it just makes me more hungry for the book. You know, I'm like, ugh. Cause I'm like, I just, I need to read it all. Cause that's why I, I actually like long time, like when Game of Thrones came out, I really didn't want to watch it. Cause I knew that the author was still writing at the time. And I'm like, it's kind of like that Robert Jordan mentality, you know, like, Oh, he's, he's, they, he just dies. And then you don't know, like, I know they have a ghostwriter, but it's just like, it's not the same. <laughs> and, but yeah. I, but then I got hooked on the TV show and, and it's just downhill from here. Like, <laughs> So and uh, uh, Game of Thrones is actually indirectly responsible for this blog and podcast. Oh really? Yeah, um, Tracy, my editor, um, who is currently in Spain, otherwise she'd be definitely be joining us. But uh, Tracy um, used to host a Game of Thrones night for season three, and um, I was working nights, so I would go, and then I didn't have to, I didn't have to go into work until like you know two o'clock on Monday morning or Monday afternoon. So I'd I'd stay over and help her clean up and and whatnot and uh, we got the talking and then this is the the end result of said conversations. <laughs> I know. I mean that's 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 heck. That's like one of the reasons I love going to conventions so much is that you get together with somebody, you just start talking about like all the different stuff that um, you know, like like oh you like Game of Thrones oh yeah so do I and then you like start talking and then the conversation could be ending at like you know like how how Anakin got his arm chopped off you know and you know and Revenge of the Sith you know it's just like because conversations just go on such a weird tangent you know oh yeah and I and I've talked to complete strangers and then you know we've had the most amazing conversations just about any sort of fandom you know. And I mean, like I go to Dragon, I try to go to Dragon Con every year. I mean, I've been going, I think this year will be my fourth and I've have contacts that I still talk to that I just talk to on, like talk to at the convention, you know, didn't know them before, but now like we talk all the time and they're like, Hey, are you going this year? Can we like, maybe we'll meet up and get a drink and, you know, just chit chat and stuff. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I think that's why I love going to conventions is to, you know, talk to other fans. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's funny cause like half of my friend, friend list is either Star Wars, you know, 501st nerd or other types of nerds or my horse related contacts. I ride horses as well. So it's, but I think all the nerds are taking over my horse contacts. But <laughs> Um, it, you know, it is a big industry out there and I'm glad that I'm going to be part of it in some sort of way. 
Oh yeah, yeah. So Anna, um, I wanted to thank you for coming on and uh, and letting us know about the show. Um, where can people find more information about about uh, Capital Con? We're at capitalcon.org. Um, we you can also find us on Twitter, Capital Con DC, and also on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Capital Con DC. And yeah, we're June nineteenth to the twenty first, Washington Court Hotel. Um, you know, badges are on sale right now. So we can get them, you know, we always encourage people to pre-reg. We are a small convention, so if we sell out, we sell out. So. All right, folks, if you uh, like what we do here, make sure you come on over to thereforegeek.com and check out our blog and our uh, older, our other podcasts. You can find us at facebook.com slash thereforegeek. Make sure you like us. You can follow us on Twitter at thereforegeek and Tracy's at Mary Eyes. And this podcast and others are available on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you uh, subscribe and leave us a review. So, Anna, once again, thank you for coming on, and uh, thanks for the, the wonderful discussion here. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So, I'm Andrew, and you've been listening to Therefore I Geek.